Hi, I'm Trinity Wheeler. And I'm Alan Shaw. And this is Rhapsody Radio. Um, all right, everybody. Guess what? I am flying solo today. This is Alan. I'm so excited. Um, I am also very excited that we have one of my favorite people on the podcast today, Kate Henley. Say hello. Hello, everybody. How are you doing? I'm doing so well, mainly because I'm looking at your beautiful face. Oh, First the, time on Rhapsody Lindsay, you Radio. you leave this room. We're, <laughs> we're about to start making out. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I am so happy that you're here. And Trinity and I and Mary Beth have all been speaking um, about having you on the podcast for a very long time. And I think the first moment that you and I met, there was an immediate uh, kindred spirit action going on, which I really ap- appreciated. Um, I always find that, you know, authenticity is a lot of times missed with people in, in the world. Like you get the facade of people and with you, it's not there. I love this, the authenticity that you bring. And yeah. And I, you know, and that's why I, twofold I wanted to be friends but then the, <laughs> I was like I gotta be I gotta be friends with her but then also I also wanted to be uh collaborators with you because I think it's really important that when you find those people in your life to build them up you know and to collaborate with them to mm-hmm. make things better um so uh let's go a little bit of background for you because you're right now you're a certified holistic health and nutrition coach mm-hmm. and then you're becoming a national <laughs> board certified health and wellness coach. Yeah, yeah. Was, Drum roll, yeah I was like, hey, can we do that on the table <laughs> yeah. without it coming across in the microphone? Um, but I'm. Uh, uh, let's go like back to where it all began. Like, oh, give us like, back. give us where you started, wh- where mm-hmm. you're from, like all of that stuff. Right, the long, long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Yes, yeah, yeah, I yeah. love the Star Wars um, reference. Thank yes, you so much. You're yeah. welcome. You're welcome. Um, yeah. I was born here in Charleston. Local. Believe it or not, a local. True. That doesn't happen a lot here. It doesn't happen at all now. Yeah, you're like Um, a you're like a unicorn. I am. Yeah, born here. Parents met at CFC. The whole story. My dad went to MUSC, so I grew up here until about ninety nine, two thousand, before we moved to Charlotte. Okay. Um, But before we left, I fell in love with figure skating. Weirdly, in South Carolina. Do you Uh, wait? 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 wait. Do you know that Trinity was in the Ice Capades? What? I had no idea. You had no idea. No idea. But we're <laughs> oh, going skating. Tell, I don't know if I don't know if he'll kill me or if he'll love this. Um, either way, we'll just figure it out. Um, yeah, he, that was his first job. He was in. Stop. He was like a skating cowboy. There are photos somewhere. We're gonna have to figure we're out where those photos those. are. Yeah, but we're gonna find those. That is, I'm mm-hmm. blown away right now. Yeah. Okay, no, you have to dive into that. I'm sorry. Yes. You fell in love with figure skating. Figure skating. The Ice Palace here yes. in North Charleston, they opened, and I went to a birthday party, and I was like, Mom, that's it. Like, forget soccer, forget ballet, taekwondo. Like, yeah, this, no schooling, just This all is there. what I yeah, want to do. For sure, yeah. Um, and so they put me in Learn to Skate, and when okay. we moved to Charlotte... I've been taking lessons for a while. So like the first thing we did was like get a coach. Um, and figure skating is like one of those things, you know, much like competitive dance or really any competitive sport. Like mm-hmm. you say go and you're all in, like it goes from zero to a hundred very quickly. Mm-hmm. 
it becomes your whole life. Um, so really all of my like childhood growing up in terms of like school and friends and family, like I just remember skating. Yeah. Um, so much skating I had, but you loved it. Loved it. I loved it so much. Um, I had great coaches. I had, you know, Pilates instructors, dance instructors, personal trainers, physical therapists, like you name it. Wow. Um, I skated before school, skated after school. Um, we traveled on the weekends. They would send me back here to train with coaches. Um, yeah, it was pretty intense. I did love it. I loved it so much. Um, I learned a lot. I mean, I feel like I grew up really quickly Yeah, and got a really good sense of self through skating. Mm -hmm. Um, but obviously, you know, any child who is like going to school and wants to have friendships and sleepovers and do kid things, like I don't remember much of that. (laughs) That is so weird because I, uh, I always look back at my childhood and I'm incredibly thankful and grateful that, you know, I was given the gift of being able to like sing and act and dance mm-hmm. when I was really young because it helped me. You are right though, that it, it made you grow up really quickly mm-hmm. because you were so focused on a craft that you were just like honing in on it. And so like the little, it's like having the birthday parties or the sleepovers or like going out and drinking all night with your friends and stuff like that. Like that, I never did that. Mm-mm. I never did that. I rarely did that. And when I did do it, I had to recover for Mm -hmm. four or five days. Um, but like thinking, thinking about that in our, in the past, like that is, I think it sets you up for success when you're an adult too, because Mm -hmm. then you can go in and you can give everything you've got to what you're doing in the moment. hundred percent. Wow. Um, so how long did you figure skate up until like junior senior year of high school. Oh my gosh. Um, Wait, so you started, I was like six. Oh my, Mm -hmm. can you, you still got moves? Still got the moves. I mean, I'm like a little creaky now, but like I still got the moves. (laughs) (laughs) I bust a few out. Uh, I still got the skates. I'll take Trinity. Okay. Um, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) It'll be great. Uh, yeah. I I think he probably still has it. You know, yeah, for sure. sure. For sure. Um, yeah, it was a long time and it, it's kind of the same. Like you said, I would have friends be like, Oh, we, we quit asking you to do things. We could quit asking you to hang out because you never could. We know you're skating. Uh, yeah. So I got to high school and you know, you go in and you have like, you set up your classes and you meet your advisor and like mm-hmm. all this stuff. And I was like, I think I need a team sport. Mm. Like I need friends, yeah. but I also need to learn what it's like to have a team because my whole growing up, it was like all eyes on you. You either make it or you don't. And it's on you. You're the only one out there. Wow. Um, and they were like, well, I mean, really based on what you've done in the past, we could put you on cross country. I mean, huh? you like, can like hop on like the high school soccer team. Right, yeah. <laughs> so they're like, you could run, I yeah, guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What is the most baseline? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, you could run, 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 just run, run try keep your running. best. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so I did. I joined cross country. Um, so I started that in high school and I like kind of phased out some of the skating. Okay. Um, mainly just cause I wanted my life back and mm-hmm. you know, we went through a lot as a family. My, I have a younger brother. Yeah. He's my best, best friend. We're about four and a half years apart. So my mom really struggled getting pregnant, like even before me. Yeah. So like getting my brother here was a huge miracle and he and I were he super is, close. And I know him too. And he's mm-hmm. like, personally, I've only met him like Incredible a couple human. times and I'm like, you're like 
one of the coolest dudes the I've met. The coolest. Yeah, and just super mm-hmm. chill and like so nice. Yeah, once mm-hmm. you just want to hang out with him. Yeah, he's yeah. the best. So yeah. he and I, um, I mean, bonded. We went through a lot. My mom was diagnosed with cancer when I was in high school as well. So mm. like that was just a super transformative time. Yeah. Um, and it was like okay, I need to like take a step back from skating. There's other things I want to focus on. Mm-hmm. Things I want to experience. I need to get to know myself outside of skating before I can even decide like college. Like what do I want to do with my life? Right. Um. Yeah. So I took a step back. I ran. Yeah. I took care of my mom. My, my parents divorced. So not long yeah. after we moved to Charlotte, my parents divorced. Yeah. Um, what, what, how old were you when that happened? I was in f- second grade. Okay. I think when it was finalized, second grade. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so most parents. of my life, you know, I've known them as like co-parenting and they do a great, great job of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but through that, it was mainly me and my brother with my mom. Wow. Just hospitals at home, Just, taking care. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we'd have people come stay and things, but it was really like he and I. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was it was tough. Like we we really went through it there yeah. for a while. You know, it's interesting because I, um, you know, looking back on uh, going back into like our childhoods, right? Our childhood memories and, our, and the things that we sort of have to endure when we're children. Um, you know, it's always the old adage of like, those things that don't kill you make you stronger. Mm -hmm. And I do look back at those things that were sort of either tragedies or things that really, uh, in the moment didn't think that I could get through that. Like I look back now and I'm like, thank God I had that experience when I was younger because it shaped my character and the type of person who I want to be right now. 100%. That when the shit hits mm-hmm. the fan, it's not about running in the opposite, opposite direction, but like standing your ground and saying, come at me, mm-hmm. mother effer. Like, like, I got you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that, that's, that's really important, especially I feel like, you know, I'm not going to get too political, but like, it's like, especially nowadays, mm-hmm. like, I just feel like, I want more people to have that mentality yes. of like being like, yeah, I'm not afraid to have a tough conversation. Exactly. I'm not afraid to like come up against something and be like, let's figure it out versus running the opposite direction. Mm-hmm. So important. I think, especially now, I don't know. I, and I feel like I'm like my parents now <laughs> or my grandparents, you know how like, you know, they were like back in my day, mm-hmm. you know? No, That's, it's so true. Um, so, okay. So you were in high school, then mm-hmm. you decided to where you were going to college. Yep. Where, where, mm-hmm. where was your first stop? Yeah. I really like all growing up. I was like, I'm going to go to CFC. Like my parents, I want to, I want to go there. That's what I want to do. And then kind of like, as, as you said, like experiencing these things, which it all makes sense to me now, like looking back of like why these things had to happen. Yeah. Um, but somewhere in high school, just like this switch kind of flipped where I was like, so programmed on like having to be the best at everything. And I'm sure that came from like mm-hmm. skating and stuff that happened when I was a kid. But I was like, I have to be X, Y, and Z. I have to put these expectations on myself. I have to perform. I have to do, I have to take care. Mm-hmm. I have to please, I have to provide. Um, and you know, you combine all of that with having a little brother and a sick mom and all this stuff. So I was like, yeah. I want to go be like the best physical therapist or athletic trainer possible because that's really all I knew. I was like, my whole life was a sport. Mm -hmm. So that makes sense for me to go to school to then be able to take care of people in sports. Yeah. Um, so I toured a couple schools and ended up at East Carolina. Okay. 
We have been like Greenville, North Carolina. Yeah. Um, Love me some Greenville. Oh, Greenville. It's <laughs> <That was> great. <laughs> yeah, it's great. That's a great town. Uh, yeah. But I was there for two years again, and I did the whole like exercise physiology mm-hmm. um, and put myself like right in. And I was very fortunate that a lot of my close friends from school also went there. So I had like a little community. Okay. Um, but I mean, I threw myself into my major as many clubs. I joined a sorority. I was president by sophomore year of that sorority. Like I went into like crazy hyperdrive of like do, 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 excel, exceed, overdo. Um, And like next thing I knew, I was like the tiniest, sickest little girl you'd ever met. Oh, man. Um, Just overperforming, overpleasing. And I don't even really remember. Like there's things I remember about East Carolina, but like truly I don't remember much Mm -hmm. because it was so just crowded in this like stuff that was stuck inside of me, just the anxiety and the perfectionism and stuff that I just like couldn't deal with yeah, and couldn't get out or express or explain to anyone. And mm. I let that manifest into just like horrible, destructive behaviors, mainly all like self-punishment, you know, totally. over-exercising, yeah. not eating, yeah. um, you know, lying to friends and family about it and just trying to like get by, which yeah. on paper looked great. I mean, I looked super yeah, fit for sure. Oh my gosh. Young, like Instagram stories. Oh, like, yeah. I am the, I look fucking great. I looked a maid president of my sorority by sophomore yeah. year, declared my major, like Dean's list. Like it looked great. Check them all Check off. Check them yeah. all off. Success at life. <laughs> inside. Yeah, inside, however. Horrible. <laughs> horrible. <laughs> it was a terrible, dark place inside. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, um, yeah, that's, there's so much truth in there. Mm-hmm. And I bet like everybody that's listening to this is like, I can feel that. I can feel that. Mm-hmm. I, I know that in, um, uh, there's always that breaking point, right? There's always, uh, you have there, you have to hit the bottom before you can start to rise. Right. Mm-hmm. And like in that moment, what happened? What, what was that? What was that moment for you? Is that, and it, was this like a turning point in your health and your wellness and your fitness? Yeah. So I, my sophomore year was when it, became the worst. Like Mm -hmm. I just had no control over it anymore. Even if I wanted to, I couldn't have changed and I couldn't have fixed my behaviors. Um, you know, I, I stopped socializing a lot, even as president, like I, I would go to the things I had to go to, but I would like make excuses for why I couldn't go to like parties. Cause I didn't want to drink. Yeah. Um, drinking yeah. was a like loss of control, but also like calories I didn't want to consume. Um, right. I wouldn't go to big dinners, you know, like we were in college, everyone wanted to go get pizza or Mexican food. And I'd be like, Oh, I have to study. Mm-hmm. Or if I would go, I would go for a little bit and then go to the gym after mm. I started going to the gym three times a day, like going on crazy long runs. And it just became such a cycle where I was like, I don't know anything different. And I also, don't think I want to change. Mm. Um, and so it took like getting home and obviously I, I was sick. I did not look well. Um, and I had started to have like physical symptoms at school, but I was like, Oh, this just means it's working. Like I'm just doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Um, and I was very weak, very tired, um, lots of bruises. Like I was having some heart palpitations, but really, I wasn't really paying attention. Um, you know, scraped by, got out of school and got home. And I was like, It'll be fine. I'll figure it like out over the, the summer. summer. During your, I won't yeah. be supervised that much. Nobody will be asking questions. I'll be able to like get my internship, do my thing, and I'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. Um, wrong. Yeah, <laughs> not wrong. <laughs> when you go home to Laura Hendley, that's not how it goes. Um, so I got She's home. She's gonna call you on your bullshit oh, yeah, right yeah, yeah. away. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, got home and basically, yeah, my family was like, "Look, we love you, but like, what?" is happening here. What is wrong? Um, and I tried, like I tried for probably a solid month to be like, 
okay, okay, like if I'm going to work out today or if I'm going to go to my internship was at a sports performance place where like the Panthers trained. It was incredible. I loved it. Yeah. Um, and so I got to like shadow. I got to like take some of the classes. Um, so I was like, okay, great. If I'm going to have this internship, like be able to do the workouts I want to do, run, whatever, I'll try my best to like eat to what was like their standard of like how many calories I should be eating for the day yeah. um, or to show that I could like eat X amount of food before I went to the gym and like did these things. Okay. Um, and I tried, yeah. I did try. Yeah. Um, it didn't last very long. So I, you know, fell right back in that cycle of school of like lying, yeah. um, spending extra time out of the house, taking on an extra nanny job. So I wouldn't be supervised, um, you know, taking the food and throwing it away. And yeah, you know, all of these, I mean, so deceitful, like the lies and how it changes your behavior and the way you think is just insane. Like you become a totally different person. You start to justify, person. right? You do. Like you my, do. I, yeah. And I, I think I look back at my history and I'm like, there are so many times and I even do it to this day. Like I have to catch myself and like, why are you justifying mm-hmm. either that negative habit or that, that thing that you're doing in your life when you just like confront it and be like, okay, you have to change that in yeah. order for yourself not to be worse mm-hmm. off six months to a year from now yep. or later. Yep. You know, it's taking mm-hmm. years off your life right now versus like fixing it right now and then gaining two or three or four or five years mm-hmm. at the end of your life. You know, it's so crazy. It is so crazy. And it was exactly kind of in that point of like, I could, if I want like X, Y, and Z to happen in my life for the rest of my life, Mm -hmm. or Or I could just stay where I am because this is comfortable. And this is how I feel like in control of all of these things swirling inside that I can't fix. Um, and so we started going to counseling. Um, I was meeting with a nutrition counselor and just like, it was called the center for balanced living. So they were great. Um, started going there, having some meetings and she kind of looked at us one day, like point blank and, um, was like, you know, it may be worthwhile at this point, starting to consider some other options Mm. just in like the progress that we're really not seeing that it's hard for her to go home and like be able to translate these behaviors by herself. You know, even having a parent there, like it's different. Like she's not going to have a parent with her theoretically for the rest of her life. So like, we may want to look at like some centers or places like where she could go, whether it's like, you know. Yeah. for the day or yeah. extended stay, some kind of thing. So we had started to like have those conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, there was a day I came home and I didn't come home with like the proper amount of food that I should have brought home given the day that I had had, but right. I was like, I physically couldn't, like I went to order and I physically couldn't. And I had this like huge breakdown. Yeah. Um, and I, I remember like falling on the couch, like looking at my mom being like, I want to get better. I, I genuinely do, but yeah. I can't. And I'm scared because I can't do it by myself anymore. Um, And so we went back and we had like had that conversation again with the counselor of like, okay, let's, we have to, like, we've got to pick a place. We've got to get her somewhere where she can start getting better. And I, I mean, I, I looked horrible. Like we don't, my mom doesn't even keep the pictures from those times. I, I, I truly looked like a different person. Really? Um, and the symptoms that I was having at school had gotten so much worse. Um, and I had like communicated some, but I really hadn't talked about the heart stuff very much. Yeah. Um, and so I think we had made it into July and we had applied to a couple of centers. Yeah. Um, and we were just waiting on like the intake process and insurance and stuff. And we kind of decided that I was going to go to this place in Durham. Okay. Um, they were affiliated with Chapel Hill. Okay. So I was going to go there, stay for a bit, um, and then hopefully be able to go back to school in the fall yeah. or in the spring. Yeah. Um, and it was 4th of July. We'd had like a great time. And I think the next day or the next, um, 
I went into the doctor because we were getting like routine doctor's appointments done before I was going. Yeah. Um, and I was just in the dermatologist routine. Like they were going to take a mole off that had like come back, like, you know, somewhat hazardous. Right. And so they gave me the shot of epinephrine to like numb the site and my body and my heart with the condition that it was in was way too weak to handle it. Um, and it ended up stopping on the table for 10 seconds and I went clean out. Um, I only remember like a little bit from before, um, like everything got super warm and it was like, like truly a cartoon where that like big light becomes like smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller until it was just all black. And I, I fainted before and this was like something completely different. Um, and I had like this moment of like realizing that I was like transitioning. That's the best way I could put yeah. it. That there was this like transition space. Yeah. Um, and I was like, holy shit. Like, you know, is this it? Like, is yeah. this is it for me? Um, and then it was super warm, lots of white light. And then next thing you know, I was like, <gasps> and opened my eyes and they were like rushing around. Everyone's like swirling above me. My mom's like holding onto my hands, like, baby, come back. Like, are you okay? Are you okay? Um, and the doctors of course are freaking out and I couldn't speak. Um, I couldn't move and everything literally felt like it was like restarting. Um, and I ended up in the hospital for a month, downtown Charlotte. Um, they admitted me and I was in the ICU for the first little bit and then just a regular floor until they could get everything <laughs> stable enough. <laughs> I'm in complete shock right now. I'm like, <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I, I, uh, yeah, I, it's, I, I normally will have. I think we kind of talked about this in the beginning, right? Of like having to own this shit. Uh -huh. And I used to not, yeah. I used to not talk <sighs> about it. I used to not tell this story. I used yeah. to not even want to say the words eating disorder like or like, cry. yeah, yeah. Like, I used to like, not. Wow. And, and now I'm like, I have to, like mm -hmm. I have to, and I'm sure we'll get to that. Like, this is why I'm here. This is why I do what I do yeah. because nobody, no parent, no person should ever have to find themselves in that situation. And after that, like I had to lay, I wasn't allowed to get up. I had babysitters. They brought me trays of food and I was forced to eat them in a certain amount of time. Yeah. And the babysitter would make sure that I ate them. And yeah. I was literally stuck in a hospital bed, hooked up to all these machines, watching life, like downtown Charlotte, outside my window every single day for a month. And I was like, nobody, mm. nobody should have to go through that if we could prevent it at all. If we could reverse the crap that happens to us when we're young, if we could put out better education, better awareness, better support, better yeah. conversations so yeah. that people have access to ways to get out of that. Yeah. Um, and, and it just, was horrible. Yeah. It was I mean, horrible. It's, and I think the older I get to, I think the, it's just being able to have a sounding board and, and a person to talk to mm -hmm. that is able to, to help you walk through that stuff that we've dealt with. Yeah in our past and in our history because mm -hmm. all that stuff adds up. And like in that moment in your life, you know, you, you didn't see all of the stuff boiling to the top. Right. But in that moment, it all cumu uh, accumulated into mm -hmm. that single moment where that was your tipping point. Yeah. And it was either one way or the other. Thank mm -hmm. God you woke up. Yes. Yes. You know, cause it could have been the other mm -hmm. way. And that would have been tragedy. Yeah. Um, but that happens mm -hmm. the other way around. Absolutely. And so I think like, man, I didn't know the full story. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I'm like a little, a little mm -hmm. like overwhelmed. Yeah. Um, 
Sorry, give me a sec. So the way that you're helping people is really authentic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Comes from a very real place. And, um, you know, like I said, having to own it, like having to stand there and say like, yeah, this happened to me. And it's not just a bandaid, you know, being in the yeah. hospital, going to rehab, which that I was in rehab for three months after the hospital, yeah. like that didn't fix it. But I had to get through the bulk of that to say mm. like, yeah, I want to get better for the rest of my life yeah. to then actually go out into my life and choose it every day of yeah. like, I'm not going to fall back into this. I'm not going to let this have power over me. I can't make these choices for myself anymore. Like I have to stand here and I have to take it and it's yeah. going to suck and I'm going to cry and I'm going to be angry and I'm going to have bad days and I'm going to relapse. It's going to happen. Right. But I have to stand here and I have to take it and I have to put my feet forward. And yeah. you know, that was years. That was years until I got to this point where I was even a strong enough and recovered enough to handle it, but brave enough to step out into the world and say like, I'm going to drop everything that I have been doing, put myself back in the health and wellness space to figure out how to help people. Yeah. Cause we have to, I mean, and that, I think that was my initial, my initial like, um, feeling when we first met was that, that all of this story that we just heard, like, and I even, I didn't know the full depth, Mm But that comes through in every interaction that you have with every person, mm-hmm. not just when you're in business mode, health and wellness coach mode, mm-hmm. but it's just your everyday interactions with people. And I think, um, you know, striving for, again, that authenticity um, is what every person should try to strive mm-hmm. for. Um, and, you know, I don't, I don't wish any of the stuff that has happened in your past or in other people's past on them. But again, look where it brought you. Mm-hmm. And, and now, and now your, your goal of becoming nationally board certified and all of that, like that's profound mm-hmm. in my head because I feel like you're getting, you're doing the work that you need to be doing. Yeah. And it's really cool to watch mm-hmm. and to be a part of that and to collaborate with. I love that. Yeah. And I feel so fortunate. I think once we we go through things like that and once we own them and we mm-hmm. start living them and, and sharing them and living in accordance with how that happened to us and how we want it to affect not only our lives, but the lives of people around us, like things will fall into our laps that seem like miracles, that seem like insane opportunities, but it's only because we're living in alignment with how that shaped us. Yeah. And I truly feel like this, uh, us, like meeting and the way the position opened and the way that you were looking for someone in that first conversation, like you said, like there were sparks and that's because it's one of those things that it was meant to happen because we're both living in alignment and honoring the things that have happened to us that have led us here. And we know that like, yes, it's important for our own lives, but also how we want to shape other people's and our community. Yeah. I think it's like that. I was always, I was always taught, especially by my grandparents that like, any work that you do, it should be in service of others. Mm-hmm. And that can be with anything, but I think it should always be in service of others to create happiness and uh, success in other people's lives. Yeah. Um, and learning from those past experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I wanted to ask you two, the, two questions that I think, um, you know, now that you've been, how long, how long has it fully been since you've been you know, doing the health and wellness and nutrition side for people. Yeah. It's been a little over a year, a little over a year, mm-hmm. full time. Um, yeah. You know, uh, certified, cert- full time mm-hmm. certified, yeah. but you've been doing it for a long, a lot long longer time. when it was, yeah. yeah. Um, 
And what I think the first one would be like, what is the most challenging experience that you've come in contact with um, in your mm-hmm. in your work? Yeah. Yeah. I think we're all exposed. We're all exposed to media, right? Like we all have our own relationships with food and our bodies, be it from like how we grew up, maybe it was parents, maybe it was a sport. But now we're also like on the other side of it, faced with this like never ending, like media and comparison and educational resources that are just pumping people full of like, you're not good enough. The way you are isn't good enough. Here's a 30 day way to fix yourself. Here's a 60 day transformation, or here's this powder, or here's this supplement, or here are these filters and things. And as someone who has like, yeah, been there and I get what that's like to like, look at these things and be like, oh, you're right. Like, I'm not good enough. Maybe this will help me. But then to Mm -hmm. like sit down with people who are in this like very delicate space and working through their own stuff with their bodies and their relationship with food to then battle this like huge beast that is the world telling them that they're not okay the way they are. Yeah. So challenging. And I mean, it lights me up because I'm like, no, this is why we're here. Like we got to fight for this. Like this isn't right. But truly you know, to sit down with somebody and, and to try to help them realize that for themselves and like find their own worth and like a work around to like, no, there is a way to love your body and have a relationship with food that will last your whole life. And it doesn't have to be this short term, like toxic, you in and out back and forth of like restricting, binging, restricting, binging or over-exercising. And that's, I mean, that's a big challenge for everybody. I know. (laughs) And that's what I was going to say. I think, you know, I think everyone no matter who you are, because of the this uh, where we are in in the world now, I think everyone is on that spectrum. Mm-hmm. Whether it's one is like you know you barely are seeing social media, you're not really connected, but you're still getting outside you know influence from it. To all the person to the ten the one to ten that person that's at the ten that's finally reached out to someone like you or me mm-hmm. that said, I. I can't do this alone. Mm-hmm. And that that moment of having that conversation and and sort of accepting like man like I do need that person to talk to is really hard for people mm-hmm. including me. Like are you like for me it's it, I I look back at it and I'm like no I got this. I got it. I don't need help. Like I am strong enough to do this like and to have that moment for people I think that's a lot of times why I love what we do too is that you know, the person that's coming and talking to you is at the moment of being like, I don't, I don't think I can do this alone. Mm -hmm. Um, and I wish more people would get there because a lot of people think that they can and, and, and that's okay. Mm -hmm. But a lot of times it's like, you know what, if you just have just a sounding board, just to say like, Hey, um, ask me the questions. I'll give you some, maybe just a little bit of feedback and see if we can change it. Mm-hmm. Like that's all it takes to help course correct the ship. A hundred percent. You know, mm-hmm. um, what has been the most rewarding experience that you've had? Mm-hmm. Being- I, you just said it like now being that person for somebody else. Like, you know, I got to that point where it was like, I can't do this by myself. Mm -hmm. I need someone. So now when I get the forms or the phone calls or the email and they're like, Hey, 
X, Y, and Z referred me to you and I thought about it Mm -hmm. for two weeks and I have to, like, I'm here now and I really need your help. Mm. I'm like, wow, that's, I mean, it's powerful for me because it's like, I can't believe I'm, I'm, I'm on the other side. I'm now on the other side and I've gotten to this point that I've always dreamed of being Mm -hmm. and to be able to like hold that space and to just sit down with them and say like, we can talk about whatever you want to talk about, but I want you to know, like, however you show up and whatever you need to talk about, you can. Like, this is your space. You're coming into it and know that, like, you can trust me yeah. to just be that for you. Yeah. Um, I love that the most. I really do. And I say that I don't care if they come to me because they have an eating disorder history that they're working through or they just want to, like, learn how to eat a little cleaner and go to the grocery store. I'm like, I want you to know that whatever you bring into this space, yeah. we are talking about food. We're talking about bodies and that gets uncomfortable and you need to be okay with well, that. It's so, so like personal, right? And personal. It's incredibly so personal. personal. And I'm like, so bring it, like bring it in. Like, let's talk about it. Let's clear it. Like this is the space for you to do it. Ask the question, say what you need to say. Mm-hmm. Let's internalize. Let's figure it out. Send you on your way. You know, I love that. I, and I, I will say too that like, you know, it's always been, being a male in this society, like it's a, there's a lot that comes along with like, Oh, just toughen up. Mm -hmm. And I think they're on the male side of a lot of this is a lot of this stuff is really uncomfortable because it's really personal and intimate and having conversations with people like authentic conversations about like body image Mm -hmm. and, um, self-esteem and, sadness and depression and working through stuff like women are so much more open to having those conversations, um, just in what they've been taught in their, in their lives and from their parents and Mm -hmm. from their grandparents, the men in my life and the men and including myself, um, and even to this day, you see it in social media, you see it in, in, in the way that things are marketed, like it's a toughen up buttercup. Mm-hmm. Like no one gives a shit about, you know, how you feel like just be better. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, I'm to be better. <laughs> yeah. Like give me some yeah. fucking help, you know, like, you yeah. know, that's how I, you know, and so I, you know, I look at it and I'm like, I want it to be, um, I want the guys out there to know too, that like this stuff is probably, um, the strongest thing that you can choose mm-hmm. is to have that conversation. Yes. Because the last thing that you want to do is being on the table mm-hmm. and having your heart stop for 10 seconds. Exactly. Exactly. Cause that's, that's, you know, that happens in many different mm-hmm. ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I like, it's hard to have those conversations with people without people getting really uncomfortable. So uncomfortable. And yep. just being like, it's, this is a safe space to be in, mm-hmm. you know, and that happens at the gym all the time. And I'm incredibly thankful and grateful that people, um, uh, trust me in order to have those conversations, um, knowing that I'm there for full support mm-hmm. and want the very best for them at all times. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. um, what is, uh, uh, if there's one piece of advice for somebody wanting to change their life right now, what would it be? Oh, wow. I love that question. Yeah. My biggest piece of advice, changing your life now, I kind of like we, the theme of this, I feel like is like, you got to stand up for who you are. And I think like, Mm. if you want to change, stand up for like, not only who you are right now, but who you've been in the past. Like, it doesn't matter what you've been through, what those experiences were like, maybe you got a chance to recover from them. Maybe you didn't, but like 
own all of that in you right now and decide how you're going to move forward with it Mm. because it's not going anywhere. Like you can't change it at this point. So if you want to change moving forward, let that be your story. Let that be your purpose. And I think for me, like purpose is always my biggest word. And I, I use that with my clients too, is like, you have your own purpose. Nobody can write that for you. And all of these things that are happening Mm -hmm. to you now have happened to you in the past are going to shape that. Mm -hmm. And so let that guide you. Like, you know what you're drawn to, you know what lights you up. And it's because of who you are, like just innately, your wiring, the things that have happened to you in your life. So own them, like own them, share your story, get real with it. Cause people want that. Like that's authentic. And not only that for them, it's authentic for you. And then you feel bolder and more confident saying like, this is who I am and I'm going to live in a it with it and own my purpose mm-hmm. and your purpose is going to, you're going to change. You're going to change. So my follow up question to that is, and I'm having a visualization of, you know, <laughs> somebody's like walking through and they're trying to, then they're, they're wanting to do that, but they're in a fog. Mm-hmm. And, and just speaking personally, like it's happened in the past for me, um, is what are some things that you would to, that you would give for mm-hmm. some cueing for those people to say like, they're like, just you know, connect with who you are. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, Kate, right now I have no idea who the fuck <laughs> I am. I was like, I am lost in the woods. Mm-hmm. Um, so what were, what would be like one or two things that would be the initial jumping off point that you would, would tell people? Yeah. Um, this is actually funny. So example, I did this with a, one of my clients not that long ago yeah. and it was actually great. Cause I was like, number one, I'm okay with you being super uncomfortable right now. Like not knowing who you are. Like you have to like live in that space a little bit. Like you have to be uncomfortable to then get comfortable. So like live in this uncomfortable space of like, I don't really know who I am and I'm not going to like just rush to fill that with a bunch of things that aren't me. So like, okay, cool. In this uncomfortable space, knowing who you are. And this, in this case, it was a female I was working with. I was like knowing who you are and like the things that you do love in your life. And maybe some of the things you haven't really been giving attention to, Mm -hmm. um, or have been like pushing down to try to fill with things that really aren't you like if you think about it like what would your ideal job be like what are your ideal like little hobbies right now what is something Mm. that would make you happy and for her it was like yeah maybe I want to own like a little arts and crafts shop so then we got on Amazon and we ordered like some art projects for her to start doing at her house and then she always wanted to travel to Paris so then we started making like Paris vision boards we got an Eiffel Tower coloring book and I was like what are other little things that like it's not going to change your life like today maybe but like we could start bringing in bubbles of things that are happy and you you could start doing them in your free time and the next thing you know like maybe you have an idea maybe you have an art project you want to work on maybe you get connected with somebody on these online art workshops that's going to help you open an arts and crafts store one day like we don't know but like you got to sign up or buy the things to figure out what you like to do um and truly like I have those conversations, even though this is supposed to be nutrition coaching. Like we, <laughs> you, we do it both. Like we have to, because I'm like, it's nutrition, nutrition for your, it's for everything. Your like we, yeah. before we can even talk about the food that's on your plate, we have to talk about like what's off your plate. And a lot of times, it's exactly that. People are like, well, I'm lost. I don't know who I am. So like, yeah. I don't really know what I like to eat or what I should eat. And I'm like, well, great. Okay, Oof. let's get some coloring books, and we'll also figure out like what you need to eat. I just had so many light bulbs yeah. in that moment too. Like that's so I. I, um, I'm doing that right now. Just, I'm trying to find a vocal teacher mm, to come I back and just to work back in singing. Cause in New York, when I was on Broadway, I would be going to my voice teacher 
two, two times a week, one time a week, and just to keep everything fresh. Um, and I'm getting back to that just because I've had a little bit of like disconnection from art and I want to like reconnect with that. So that, Mm -hmm. that's a really like profound way of getting back to who you, who you are and what brings you joy Mm -hmm. and happiness. Cause ultimately in that space of joy and happiness is going to open up the doors to your purpose. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. I love this episode. Oh my God. It's so good. (laughs) Okay. Um, okay. So, um, how do people get connected with you? Oh my God. Yeah. Where, where do we, where do we find you? you, I'm all over the place. Um, first take a class at Rhapsody if you haven't already. Um, downtown off King street, walk in. I'm pretty much there every day. Mm -hmm. Um, if you go to Rhapsody, obviously all you have to do is just like say you want to sit down with me for 15 minutes or yeah. longer. I'm, yeah. I'm there for that. Um, and then other than that, I love Instagram. I love me some Instagram mm-hmm. mainly because I like to take down all of the BS that you see on Instagram on my personal Instagram. Totally. Um, so you can find me on there. It's What's your, yeah. at Kate, not Kate, K-A-T-E, not C-A-T-E. Yeah. Um, there. Um, my email's on there as well. I have like a little link tree of is all it, the things I do. Is it Kate at... Kate C. Henley. Is that the yes, your Instagram Kate. handle? It's Kate, not Kate is Instagram. Kate, not Kate. Mm-hmm. Yes. I like that. Mm-hmm. Say that one more time. So at, <laughs> at Kate, not Kate. Yes. Perfect. Mm-hmm. I love that. That's me. Um, this has been awesome. So great. I'm so happy that you were here with me. I'm sad that Trinity and Mary Beth weren't here. They're lost, But I think uh, (laughs) (laughs) they're lost. Sorry, guys. (laughs) On the next episode, we are going to be having Ray Hawk, and it's going to be called Run the Race. He is actually the guy who helped us get through the Dopey Challenge back in 2020. He's going to be here. He's going to be talking all about how to run the race and run your own race in your own life. I can't wait. Um, Click and follow to subscribe to Rhapsody Radio and give us that five-star review and engage with us on Instagram at Rhapsody Radio Show or email us at info at We will see you next time. Bye, guys. Bye.